And a big good afternoon to everybody on this wonderful Monday afternoon. This is Big Life Conversation. Nicole, Barbara and Jacinda with you in the studio right through till six o'clock tonight. And uh, we've got a couple of great guests coming up for you shortly. But first, we're going to have a little chat. How's everything, ladies? How are you? Happy New Good. Year of the Rabbit to you, Jacinda and Nicole. Oh, we've got lots of rabbits in the studio. Uh, <laughs> have a few little bunnies. Little <laughs> bunnies, little rabbit gifts. And and speaking of that, Barbara, we are going to be speaking to the lovely Ida Chong shortly. Indeed. She can't make it today, rabbit. unfortunately, but she she will be in, in the studio, but she will be chatting oh, to us on the, the phone all about will. the year of the water rabbit. It's the so, water yes, rabbit as indeed. opposed to the water rat. <laughs> exactly. Or the you water buffalo rat. or whatever else. <laughs> But it's yeah. supposed to be, a, according to my sources, and, and Ida will fill us in, it's supposed to be a, a calmer year than last year, which was the year of the tiger, which we know is a, quite a turbulent one for a lot of us. So yes. we're hoping for a, perhaps a quieter, more tranquil one this year. Oh, we, I think so. Yes, that's right. We yes. <laughs> yes. can only hope. Exactly. <laughs> and, of course, Nicole, you've got a pet bunny rabbit too, haven't you? I do. Mm. Um, is that Muffin? Yeah, Muffin, muffin, muffin yes. the rabbit. Thank you, mate. Yes, very... Um, celebrity in our household, <laughs> but uh, especially this year, yes. I he likes water very much. Um, oh, really? <laughs> just to drink it? <laughs> that's, that's right. So, um, yes, he can be our little icon for the year. Yes, so, indeed. And I've also got, speaking of year of, well, the Chinese New Year, we've got some food lined up as well. Oh, so yes. To have a, a um, double in to mm-hmm. celebrate Lunar New Year. Wonderful. Yes, but Delicious. our first guest is um, the wonderful Nina Farrow, who's uh, an acclaimed jazz singer coming up um, to chat with us on the phone at 4.30 and really interested in this production that she's involved in with Matt Hetherington. It's about um, the famous or the infamous, depending on how you look at the um, concert, which took place in Melbourne in 1964 at Festival Hall when Judy Garland visited. And um, poor Judy, apparently, you know, Nina will fill us in, but Judy, we know what a, um, a brilliant... Um, performer she was but of course she had her own demons and, and the stories are legendary um but she was coming from sydney where she had uh, wonderful um receptions from the audiences to her concerts but i think maybe she's just exhausted and anyway there are a few few issues she was dealing with and this concert in melbourne uh did not go as well as it could have so anyway nina will be telling us all about that and um, and Matt Hetherington is playing the promoter Harry Miller. So I want to point out it's not a tribute show. It is actually, I think, a recreation of uh, that concert and the, the story behind that uh, that concert in Melbourne on, uh, almost 50 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, so. That sounds really interesting, Barbara. I didn't know much about that Yes, at all part of the before. Midsummer Festival, which is about to finish. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I think the, the concert on, at the National Theatre on Friday night, this show, and the... Uh, the um, 10th of uh, February and then on Saturday the 11th. So she'll fill us all in. Yes, so we'll be speaking with Nina very soon. Very, very exciting. And what is even more exciting for me on my side of the table is that (laughs) School is back. Yeah. Oh, school is Congratulations, back. Congratulations, commiserations. What do we say? <laughs> Can't you tell, though, with the roads, everything's yes. like, it's all back. Like yeah. Something I don't miss is the busyness of the drop-offs. Oh, I do have them with my wonderful husband. Oh, you can share the load. Um, but the uh, pick-up duty is usually mine in the afternoon and it is not so much fun. Um, no. But I thought also that we could do a little chat about school and school lunches. I've been in oh, yes. different times and hearing mums whinging about, if I see another post on Instagram about these amazing school lunches. <laughs> I can't keep eating. My kid doesn't eat that and my kid doesn't eat that. 
Oh, dear. The pressure, the pressure. The pressure to have the best lunch. Because they've now introduced in schools that just before recess, they have to have like a brain food item. Oh, which is defined as? Food, as in there's no wrapping. Ah, okay. Yeah. Not much information given other than it shouldn't be junk food. Right. So I'm thinking in my world, you know, fruit or veggie. Yes. And so that has to be up front and it's something that the teachers are drawing attention to. Have you got your brain food that is set up for that morning period of time? So they actually have to have that. Um, in their bags, in addition to their recess and their so much lunch, the mums and dads and carers <laughs> and guards and others have to do these days. Can't throw like... a muesli bar in the in, in packaging <laughs> into into it, and you can't put Glad Wrap in the lunchbox oh either. Uh, so it's a minefield out there. No nuts, <laughs> no nuts as well. Of course, the allergies. Uh, and, oh my goodness! And then there's just the added complication of if you've got a children a child with dietaries, exactly. um, or just a fussy eater, <laughs> and. Um, Normally when they're at home, they can have more flexibility. Uh, when they're at school, it's just here it is. Well, exactly. So, and like it all lump, but it reminds me actually, speaking of the disturbing um, phenomenon they're talking about of school refusal. Now, you hear about kids not wanting to go to school. It's nothing to do with truancy. It's about kids who actually have some psychological issues about going to school because they're being bullied or whatever it might be. But I'm just wondering now with the um, gardens having to work, worry about all these lunches, with the, the parents will be saying, I'm, I'm going to indulge in school refusal myself. And I won't be making those lunches. <laughs> I know. A lot of pressure. It is there a bit is. of pressure. So I might talk about some easy things there if we get the chance as well. Oh, okay. It's changed since so, my day is all I can say. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. you know, we, we got Vegemite sandwich and... Oh, well, know, the leftover roast on the, on the Monday whatever after it was. the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is it is interesting. So it's brain food, which... Mm. And you said there's no packaging. So it's meant to be, what, fruit? Is that what it is? And yes. Fresh. Well, I would say brain food could be protein as well. Oh, so yes. like what, I, what I would hmm. say is, yes, like, so a, a can of tuna would do yeah. equally as well as a banana. Yeah. Um, nuts and seeds, but then they're off the... So I'd be thinking about something protein orientated. It could be a savoury muffin with some whole mm. grains is another mm. way to do that. Yes. Um, yeah, really tricky, I think, for it a is. lot of people going, well, what is that? Exactly. And as if you don't have enough to worry about as you're getting kids off in the morning, I'm thinking, look, of course, we're not interested in it. It's vitally important. But I mean, we know that your family eats really well, Nicole. And maybe in some, some households, they have to be reminded about some of these things. Maybe that's it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a bit of an emphasis now because there hasn't really been a lot of public health slash nutrition advertised uh, through government yes. since the healthy eating plate and the mm. pyramid. I haven't really seen mm. any large-scale schemes. And I know that there's Try for Five has been out there a little bit that's with right. yeah. um, Nutrition yep. Australia. Yep. So this is the, the latest thing that's, that's sort of coming oh, off that me. back to school. Yes, another thing to think about. It is. But, the, I mean, the other thing is I, I guess it's really hard for parents because you, you're busy, you're trying to get to work, exactly. you're doing all these things and then you, you've got to come up with some creative, amazing lunches <laughs> right. uh, and compete with everybody else on Instagram. Um, but uh, but I also think that um, for a lot of people, I, I, some schools still have canteens, do they? They or pretty much all shops? still have all canteens and tuck shops, yeah. but yeah. it's what's in them. That, well, yes, that's it. Exactly. But wouldn't they be required now, I'm so out of the school stuff now, to to actually adhere to some of these healthy eating guidelines? So they it's, do. 
They do, but yeah, it's about but the choice of the person spending the money on the other end yes. of the canteen line. Mm. So, uh, yeah. oh, would you like a hot jam ball donut or yes. were you going to buy something from the fruit stand yes. over there? Yes. Um, yeah. So, ah. you know, you can see where the eyes might go. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, if you did an exclusionary, like just have healthy food, I, I like the idea of that a lot. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if I could win the argument on that well, one. Well, it gets down to the policies. And oh, freedom of choice and which can be a bit of a – Bit of a minefield, as I said. And budget <laughs> yes. as well. And yeah. budget, exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty, pretty big. Ken, thank you for that, Nicole. Can I just mention quickly, if I may, um, some birthdays? birthdays. Yeah. Um, of course, um, yes, well, some, some happy news. But before we get into the happy news, I'll just quickly mention in passing, we had some sad news in the past few weeks while we've been away. Um, we lost a few um, celebrities or a few inter- people we from did. the entertainment arts world. Yeah. Including the late, great Renee Gaya. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so rest in peace, yeah. Renee. Um, and that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, apparently, it was. Apparently. Um, I was also uh, very concerned because a girlfriend of mine has recently come out of a hospital. She's had hip surgery, but she was getting very nervous because Renee Gaya, um, of course, she, she had underlying health issues and she was discovered she had lung cancer when she was in hospital having a hip replaced. But anyway, these people dropping off the twig after the hip replaced, including um, Cardinal George Pell. Oh, yeah. And um, I did say to my friend, and this is um, not the um, opinion of, um, um, of management, but my personal opinion, apparently George Pell did have a heart and there was a heart condition. So... Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, oh. an underlying issue. But he had a pacemaker. That's right. Yeah. yeah so I did try to reassure my dear friend, mm. you'll be okay. She's yes. a tough Taurus. Yeah. Describing her as a groovy hipster now. Anyway, she, everything went well, thank goodness, the other day. That's so. well, and I've had two hip replacements. Exactly. Yes, you're, I was going to say, exactly. you're, um, you're a role model there as well. And right. our guest, Ross Wilson, also was having his. Yes. And Jimmy Barnes. Barnes. Jimmy Barnes. Yeah, Jimmy Barnes. And so yeah. all the cool rock star so people exactly. were having and their hip You were just a baby when you were a little kid when you had your initial ones. Not when I had my... No, no, no. They were um, they were operations to try and sort of fix my hips. But, but my, you had hip issues. I had hip issues. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you always knew a bit of a hipster or a hippie. Yeah, yeah, just a hippie. Right. yeah. So those the hip dysplasia and that had been picked up. So um, yeah, hence the hips were not in a good good way as I started walking and things like that. So so lots and lots of surgeries as a kid, but the hip replacements were in the late thirties and oh, okay. um and you sailed through? Obviously. And sa- well sailed through. I guess yes. I guess I did sail through. Yes. Um yeah, so yeah. that was yeah, so that was good. But but I do remember when they were talking about these these the hip um, operations mm. in, in in relation to some of the celebrities. Uh, it's it's not that they said it's the safest, one of the safest operations you can have. I mean, very gory these yeah. days. These but, days, but yes. it's not the hip operation in itself. But it's other conditions that people may have mm, um, that, that can bring be the to problem. the fore. Yeah, if that's you right. Haven't had a surgery before as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, not the time to be in hospitals. Either over the Christmas break, no, um, very very busy busy time. It, yeah, it, it, very busy time. So anyway, I hope we all had a lovely January. Lots of you know, it's that really nice downtime to to relax and um, check out of. Uh, the busyness of life for a while and then I wonder how many people have done any goal setting for the year. Oh, yes, or the mm. news resolutions, yes. No, forget those. They're just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it, sorry, I, I, so I did digress. But anyway, so, so yes, rest in peace, Renee. And yeah. also um, David Crosby from Crosby David Stills Crosby, National. yes. Uh, apparently packed a lot of living into his 80 plus years, I think. Uh, yes. yes, he did. Yeah, he I mean, lots um, of stuff. Renee yeah. was, I think, turning 70 this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah but so she that's was. still young to go, but anyway, but yeah. uh, David a little bit, totally. a little bit older. Yeah. A bit of a wild man, too, and I think Renee was a bit of a wild woman in her day as well. I think she um, was a bit of a wild I think woman. So. Mm. Um, anyway, yes, and also Sylvia Sims, the acclaimed British actress. 
um, yep. and the brilliant Spanish designer Packet of Bun. Yes. And, um, yeah, so amongst others. So anyway, uh, thank you for all your hard work and, yeah, rest in peace. That's right. And just speaking of celebrities, we had the Grammys happening yes. this morning. Yes, So I think Beyonce oh, cleaned up or something, didn't you? Yes. I have not Queen heard. Queen yes, I, I again. just saw that flick through yes, the screen. Right. She did, so, she has. Uh, yes, so That's anyway, right. all and things. So happening. congrats to those. And mm. uh, also regarding birthdays, Aquarian birthdays. Yeah. Um, uh, we'd like to send a big birthday cheer to uh, Carol King. She's got a birthday on the 9th of February, and uh, she, she is a good age. I don't know what I should mention, but anyway. Um, also to my friend Dennis, um, who's having a birthday um, on the 8th. And to all you Aquarians out there um, who, um, as I say, an, an number, um, a few of them amongst my friends, um, and my late father was uh, an Aquarian. He had a birthday on the 29th of January. He would have had, would have been 93, sharing the, oh, wow. sharing the day with Jermaine Greer. They oh. were both very different people, but they certainly loved to shock. So <laughs> <laughs> They had that yes, in common. That's exactly uh, right. Very nice. Yes, Excellent. So. Well, 22 minutes past four here on Big Life Conversation. We'll be back in just a moment with our first guest, Nina Farouk. Great little track there from Sam Ryder with Spaceman. 26 minutes past four here on Big Life Conversation. Nicole Barber and Jacinta with you right through till six o'clock tonight. And we are about to welcome our very first guest. Who's going to tell us about this wonderful woman? Hello, yes. We're really looking forward to speaking to Nina Farrow. And like to welcome you to the show, Nina. And I'm very interested in hearing all about this fantastic show about um, Judy Garland, uh, which is coming on, as I said, at the National Theatre um, uh, this Friday, down in St Kilda, one of the great old haunts down there. I'm very fond of the National. Um, yes, yeah. it's at the National, yes. Yep, on, uh, down in, uh, in St Kilda, and that's uh, this Friday night and this Saturday night. Now, apparently this show apparently did have a bit of a run not far from here last year, I do believe, which oh. uh, somehow slipped under the radar, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, it's come back as part of mid-summer, and um, so we're uh, looking forward to hearing all about it from Nina. Yeah. Absolutely. should be wonderful. And it's so good to hear that all the great entertainment is kicking off. We've got the Comedy Festival coming up. Oh, yes. uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival will be with us very shortly. Exactly. So hopefully we'll catch a little bit of that as well. And what did we see when we were um, over the Christmas break? Oh, we saw a few <gasps> things. Oh, we saw for, and with St Valentine's Day coming up next week, yeah. the Australian Shakespeare Company, we had a bit of fun with Much Ado About Nothing, didn't we? I, I loved back. that. It was in Picnic the, in bot- the park. It was the weather the was beautiful. Gardens. Royal Botanical Botanic. Gardens. Gardens. The Botanic. Botanic. Not, not the Botanical. For your pardon. Royal Melbourne. Botanical. The Royal Melbourne. It's not Botanical. No. Just Botanic. Pardon me. And it was lovely. I loved it. I thought they were great. They've got... Romeo and Juliet starting on the 10th of February going for about a month too. So before the weather draws in, um, yeah, so uh, that's that's always a, a fun way to spend an evening. And, of course, lots of outdoor entertainment with uh, movies in the park and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so 
We're very lucky in Melbourne to have so much to choose from. And I've got to tell you about the Alexander McQueen uh, fashion exhibition at the NGV. Oh. And um, also at IMAX, um, fantastic Serengeti 3D if you're an animal lover. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah. And you've, you went to see the Monet thing, did you not? I did. Oh, oh, just beautiful. Just beautiful. So music and sound. <gasps> Uh, oh. So it's a real light show at the Loom and 3D I hadn't been there. You. Very yeah. big th- theatre absorbing you and this little French uh, set cafe where you can have a <laughs> croissant and some Café au lait. And yes, it was magnifique. <laughs> and so it was all the impressionists, not just Monet. And on the side there was little um, how to draw the bridge that's, uh, you know, portrayed in a lot of Monet oh, yes. images as well. Yeah. Uh, so the boys actually got involved and we all sat there and you tried to create our own Monets. Yes. Um, so, so lots of fun and just a beautiful relaxing experience. So you can actually lie on the ground if you wish. Oh, wow. And just experience it like that. Um, or you could walk around or you could find a spot. Um, or you can go to the cafe. <laughs> uh, so lots to do there and um, a really um, lovely chill experience. Mm. So we, we did that and then went out for dinner afterwards, which is always nice to do in the city. And the city was pumping, which was nice to see for a change. Yes. Indeed. So this time of year, a really great time for uh, our beautiful city. All that and all those musicals, uh, like Hamilton I got to see. Oh, yeah. you're very lucky. From New Zealand. Very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Well, very lucky. expensive. Uh, yes. My, my sister-in-law was clever enough um, to organise tickets before they came from New Zealand and they were a lot less expensive than mine, I might oh, add. But it was really uh, worth seeing and seeing it with them too. And they, they were so chuffed. The only person I've heard who's seen Hamilton who wasn't a big fan was um, a friend of mine's husband, the same friend who had her hip done. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, about his um, uh, expertise in many Areas, but he's not a musical theatre buff, and he he wasn't into Hamilton. Oh. And I said, "You're the only that's the only negative report I've heard." Is that basically, right? I haven't heard any. Mm, well, no. that's him. But everyone else loved it. So no. anyway, oh, all right, lots coming up. Uh, coming up to four thirty on Big Life Conversation, we'll be back in a moment with our very first guest, Nina Farrow. And back with you on Big Life Conversation. And we thought we might just go again, but you know what? I think we might turn that off for a moment because we've got a very important guest joining us. Uh, Nina Farrow is with us. And Barbara, you might give us a little bit of an intro. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Nina's an award-winning singer uh, specialising in jazz uh, in particular, but uh, multi-talented and very versatile. Um, spent some time overseas, and she'll tell us a bit about that too. But um, she's currently residing in Melbourne, which is her hometown. Um, anyway, she's currently involved uh, with a fantastic sound production um, about Judy Garland. It's part of the Midsummer Festival, which is coming to an end um, in the next uh, few days or so. But um, down at the National Theatre. But welcome, Nina, to Big Life Conversation. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be on your show. Now, Nina, this particular. Uh, production I was mentioning earlier, um, you've actually, uh, about Judy Garland, you've actually performed it before, was that right? Correct, yes, I have. It was middle of 2021, we just managed to squeeze it oh, in between lockdowns. Right. <laughs> before last, yes. Yeah, it was very lucky. And what yeah. sort of response did it get? I gather a pretty good one, otherwise you wouldn't be bringing it back. Sorry, I missed that part. I said, so, <laughs> and what sort of response did it get? I gather a pretty good one, otherwise you wouldn't be bringing it back. Uh, absolutely, no. People, people loved it and... Uh, 
the people who knew the story loved it and others who were there who'd never who didn't know about this particular story were or also really aghast you know it's uh, it's quite an interesting uh, an interesting little storyline and, and uh, roller coaster ride of of, uh, of Judy Garland that not a lot of people know about. That's right. Would you know, of course, most of us from um, who, uh, who I guess was her debut in The Wizard of Oz as Dorothy all those years ago. I remember my late father saying when he saw that film as a, a little kid, he was so excited, and my grandparents took him and um, I think my uncle to see it. And that fantastic scene where everything, of course, in Oz is in full colour, and it was mm. he does he remembers being you know quite. Uh, Blown away by that. It was a big deal in those days, I oh, guess. Oh, absolutely. That exactly. would have been an amazing thing to witness. It yeah. was. Um, yes, but uh, have you been a Judy fan yourself for many years? I have from the very first moment. I, I, I remember watching The Wizard of Oz when I was younger, and, of course, I was scared of the monkeys like everybody else. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I was in just enthralled by Judy, her voice and her just everything that she was. I mean, I've you know, I started off my career as a jazz singer, as you mentioned, and... Yes. Um, you know, it was Judy for me and Ella Fitzgerald, um, Aretha Franklin, Nancy Wilson, Aretha Franklin, these these kinds of performers and mm. singers. Uh, and I just had, I don't know, I just always felt an affinity to Judy, especially the way she sang in those early years. And then, as I, you know, created my own career and I moved forward, I. I did a couple of Judy-type gigs where I would sing her material. I was also part of the Australian Rat Pack with Bob Valentine and Marty Fields. Oh, yes. I was Liza Minnelli in that one. Fantastic. Yes, yes, the connection for both of them with me, it goes back a long way. And I've always loved and admired, I mean, both of them, particularly Judy. Yeah, I'm a big fan too. But it's interesting you mentioning Liza because I remember, um, of course, we hearing um, Liza or quite seeing Liza quoted somewhere saying, you know, the story about her mother or mama, as she called her. She said, um, mm. "There's so many sad stories that people seem to be concentrating on. Um, you know, you know, obviously, mama had her problems, but you know, there are a lot of happy times too." And yes, um, I remember that interview. Yes. It's really an interesting one. It was because we do we think of the tra- tragedy of Judy, but yes. there was a lot of joy. Exactly, mm. and just just well, a joy it was a joy watching her on film. I would <laughs> would have been brilliant to see her live but um i guess how, how do you account for her popularity i mean i see it well i've got my own opinion as to how but uh, why she's she seems to appeal to so many different people but what do you think well i think it, it, it's a matter of two things the fact that she started when she was two years old so yes. here is someone who has been in the public eye since a very very young age sure. and then there's that there's that x factor that only comes around once in a lifetime. Mm. And I, I believe that it was a combination of her... Well, it starts with her voice. I mean, it has to. It starts and yes. ends there. She, it's just it's such an incredible voice. Yes. And then when you add to that her ability to sell the song, her emotion, the, the connection that she has to it emotionally, the vulnerability, mm. the authenticity, the, there was nothing lacking. You never felt like she was putting it on it was always believable yes. and it was raw, regardless of how she was. Because some of those, you know, I've got, I had to, I've watched her a lot in the last while, as you can well imagine, sure. getting ready for this role. And the one thing that strikes me is, even when she, she's obviously not altogether there, mm. she, she doesn't hide behind it and doesn't try to put on any facade, mm. so to speak. She's performing, and you can tell that she's there to perform and there to do something that that she loves to do but that people love hearing her do and the 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 strength in that is quite 
significant and remarkable. And for such a small little lady, she was yes. four foot eleven. It was a powerhouse of a sound, and it just yes. got you right in the right in the feels, you know. I think you know, you've so, really, yeah, you've put, you've expressed it really well. I think, I think, and I agree with you certainly about that that air of vulnerability that she she seemed to be able to express so well. And as yeah. you said, that real integrity as a performer. And you always felt, even as I say, even when she wasn't very well, she was still trying to give her all. Like you, you felt like you know she uh, she it mattered to her you know, to, to give a good performance. And even when she was struggling with some some inner demons, she she really wanted to she wanted to do her best. And and um, I think yeah. that you know that, that that comes across. And I think some of these films that have biopics that have come out recently with Renee Zellweger and um, uh, Judy Davis, I think um, I think that comes across in, in the way she's portrayed too. Well, look, it's, it's an interesting one because. Yes, I agree with you completely. Uh, it's every per- every performer who gets on the stage does so with the uh, with the oh, what's that word? Oh, it's just gone out of my head. Baggage. With the want to, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, sorry. With the want to do with the want to do their job as perfectly as possible. Yes. With the want to be there to you know really be or be as as good as they can sure. in that moment. And the thing about all artists, and I've been the same way, like I've gotten on stage going, I just don't want to be here right now. Sure. Like I am not there because ultimately we're still human. She was of course. still human. Exactly. And, and a woman and, in that industry at the time too. Yeah, and mm. that's a big one as well, you know. So in terms of our show, we, we do take you on that ride. We show you the ups, we show you the downs. And regardless, you know, even though, irregardless of the fact that Getting her to Australia was tricky, and this is yes. the whole point of the show, is that Harry M. Miller went out on a huge limb and people said to him, just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. And, but Dirty know, Harry, he was an adventurer. <laughs> he was, and that was only the beginning of his career, so what a yeah, way to sure. start, you know. Yeah. It built him. Exactly. So, yeah, look, she got here and then did her two shows in Sydney, uh, and the duty that was off the stage... In her in her own little world, doing her thing and not quite with it, mm. was a completely different creature on the stage. And unfortunately, those two creatures melded, <laughs> and there was no division when she got to Melbourne. Yes. She was exhausted. So many factors came into play, yes. and and that was the unfortunate part. Is that at that moment she could not be Judy the performer. Yes. She could only be Judy the human. And you know, we also have to just pay respect to the fact that that how she was at that time. It's just a shame that it was on an international platform. Exactly. She was the biggest star we'd ever gotten to Australia at the time. People had paid a lot of money and waited a long time to, for her to get on That's the That's the thing. I was going to ask you about that. There was real pressure there yeah. because some people might have said, listen, quite frankly, she's not up to it. For her yeah. sake and for the audience's sake, can we can we postpone it? Can we suspend it? Can, can we do – I don't know what, what – maybe there's a show, tell us – without the spoiler alert, I suppose, but there's a show going into the details, the machinations, the politics behind it all too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, of course, I mean, there's contracts. Yes. And there's a lot of money. Yes, there was of course. A lot of money at course. stake. Yep. Um, Harry paid a lot of money to get her out there. Yes. Mm. And it was one of the first things he was doing. So he also had his reputation on the line. Yes. Mm. Um, it, it was contracted that she had to perform for a certain amount of time sure. to, be, to be paid. Yep. Um, but she did. She was over an hour late for the <gasps> Melbourne concert. Yes. And it didn't know, start well. Back then, mm. there's no mobile phones. Like, you don't get that filtering of what's going on. That's true. You You're went, right. The communications weren't as sophisticated as they are now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They're just standing there going, what in goodness name is what's going on? Yeah. And where mm. is she? And yes. what's happened? Yes. And then she turns up and obviously wasn't Not in her great right shape. mind. Mm. No. So yes. people had already left. They were sick of waiting. 
um, Graham Kennedy took the night off in Melbourne tonight. It was the only time that happened. Oh, really? To actually go and see her. Is that yeah. so? Oh. Yeah. Gosh, so, and it was, because it was a big deal for me. We're talking about back in the 60s, yes. almost 50 years ago, 64. Well, it was a very big yeah. deal. I mean, sadly, Festival Hall wasn't the, the best venue. Uh, well, certainly not now, but then perhaps no. it was one of the one of the few that we had that um, maybe could have, uh, she was able to access. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, yeah, uh, so in many ways, I could see that you know, expectations were very high. The pressure was on. And after yeah. the rave review she got in Sydney, uh, it, people in Melbourne were all sort of all geared up. So, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, lots of things coming into play there, which are making possibly making for a very fraught or fantastic experience, depending on uh, which way the wind blew, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it, that's what's so interesting about this story because it's, she's an, a massive, massive icon, a legend. Yes. In, yes. And then it's it's such a unique story to Australia and uh, <laughs> and the fact that it made headlines around the world. Yes, just, not the best ones for her, publicity house oh, machine, no, I guess. No, I guess, well, it's not, but um, I don't know. They always say, what is it? Any publicity is good publicity. Well, yes, know. maybe there's that ghoulish <laughs> sort of factor. But she was, of course, the only performer to have, uh, you know, not not to have been the best um the best position when they were on stage in Melbourne. I remember, I think Eddie Fisher, my mother telling my late mother telling me a story about when Eddie Fisher came to oh. Melbourne and um, Carrie Fisher's father, and of course, former husband of uh, Debbie Reynolds, Elizabeth Taylor, amongst other things, with the singer Eddie Fisher. He had his mental health issues too. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, as creative people, of course, you know, this is often par for the course, isn't it? So, absolutely, yeah. And like I keep saying, they're still human under, under exactly. it all. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, and look, I just want to assure your listeners that if they do come to the show, they they won't leave feeling depressed and down. I'm going to ask you, you're not going to be an hour late, are you? You know, we're not going to crash it and burn it and then leave it there. We're going to take you on the on the ride, but we will leave you feeling good. Um, and because also we we also want to pay respect to the fact that Judy did make us feel happy. Yes, she she, she yeah. was, and 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 we don't we certainly don't want anyone to leave the um the show going. Well, that's just depressing. I yes. never want to do that again. You know. <laughs> no. Well, as you say, but in some ways, well, she was even though she left us far too early. But she was a real trooper and a real survivor in so oh. many ways. And she had her own life as as, as they say has been fodder for uh, for the um the playwrights and the. Uh, the film directors, but her own life was a real emotional roller coaster yeah. too, with her, her yeah. marriages to Vincenta Minnelli and and Sid Lafton, of course, um, having Liza and mm. another brilliant talent, but yeah. also some someone who's who had her own personal troubles too. So course, I mean, it, yeah. yeah, it's a real, um, it is, it's classic Hollywood, you know, with all, with all the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess, thrown in, isn't it really? So. Yeah. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, she's a little lioness. So I, I like to think of her that way. Yes. Like a little lioness. And because she was also very protective of her cubs. She was, you know, she loved her children and her family. Exactly. A exactly. big thing for her. And so, you know... Um, yeah, little lioness. <laughs> That's, That's right. And I, I think, you know, as I said, I'm glad to know that there's a bit of light and shade in the show. And you've got Matt Hetherington playing, uh, playing the oh. role of Harry, yeah? Is, yeah, and he is just divine. He's he, a great performer too. Yeah. Oh, he's wonderful, um, and a beautiful singer, and just uh, just an all round great guy. I've known I've known Matt a very long time. I met okay. him when I was sixteen. Mm. Oh, and really? Been, I used to perform with him, and his dad was a, a jazz musician, plays the clarinet. Dave oh, okay. So I've known the Hetheringtons for a very, very long no, time. So fantastic. sharing the stage, this is the first time we've shared the stage in this fashion, like in more of a musical oh, theatre, you know, narrative. That's so great. it's exciting for us. We're really enjoying yeah, it. That's wonderful. And he's wonderful. And what yeah. about the actual music, musical accompaniment then? So is, so is that, yeah. what's going on with that? Well, there's a full seven-piece show band oh, on great. stage. 
um, I sing about 16 songs. So there's, oh, going wow. to be, you know, there's going to be songs that you love. Yes. There's probably not anything that we do that you just go, oh, what about that one? I mean, there's too many. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not giving any. It, it, this is not a spoiler alert, but you will hear Over the Rainbow. I'll just tell you <laughs> We that have now. to hear that one. Because <laughs> people are like, to. oh, gosh, I can't go there if I'm not going to hear that. So, you know, we, we leave it on a high note, so to speak. Um, but it's a really, yeah, it's a, it's a small cast, but it packs a punch. And the yes. fact that we have the band on the stage and you you get to hear it and feel it more viscerally um, sure. is a really interesting part of the, the journey and the show. Fantastic, Nina. And so you've got Friday yeah. night at the National. Yeah. Uh, what time is yeah. that, 8 o'clock? Uh, no, so the Friday night is 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And then Saturday the 11th, we've got a matinee at 2 and then another evening show at 7. That's right. So there's three yeah. shows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's at the National Theatre in St Kilda. Yeah, which is a wonderful old theatre. Have you performed there before? Do you know, it's funny, I, I have. Um, when I went to London, I was moving to London in 2005 and I lived there for 11 years. I um I did my final farewell concert at the National Theatre with a big band. Oh great! Ah. So it's your so old stomping ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been in that place for twenty, nearly is it eighteen years? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> and so, yeah. in terms of uh, the show, um, it has it, well, has it got legs? As they say, will you be taking it elsewhere? Do you know? Or? Oh, we absolutely will. And you know, part of part of putting the show on and 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 doing what we're doing at the moment is to see to see what people think of, of it and, and sure. how, how much. But I believe it, it really does have legs because the story is interesting. It's yes, quite it unique. Um, hopefully I do a good job. I'm sure you will. No, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, we've exactly. done that. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a really exciting show um, to, to take nationally and internationally and that's our plan. Oh, fantastic. Oh, and then I was going to ask you too also just about uh, in terms of keeping mentally and physically fit, I mean, do you have a special regime, I mean, uh, in terms of diet and exercise or are you just, uh, just, just performing is enough to keep you in, uh, in good nick every, in every way? Well, I call it the anti-Judy diet <laughs> because I'm not drinking myself into a stupor. I don't take medications. I'm getting some sleep. I do my exercise. <laughs> yes. Well, these are things that are important, aren't they, for all of us, particularly for people who are out there you know, performing in public. Yeah, absolutely. No, mm. I, I, if I lived like her, I, well, she passed away at 47. And she weighed some some shockingly small amount, didn't she? She's like a little sparrow, like a little bird. We've seen the photos, almost, which is so distressing. Yeah, yeah. She, she really reminds me so much of Eddie's Piaf. Like th- those two yes, together. Yes, little sparrow. Uh, yeah. mm. Little sparrows, tiny little things with big voices and really quite interesting and sometimes, uh, you know, hard lives. Complicated, uh, and even yes. And Billie Holiday yes. as well. Exactly, one, exactly. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. And I guess yeah. nowadays, you know, well, well, the, the things we know about, you know, what happened to particularly to a lot of young performers, a lot, a lot of young female performers, um, some terrible things that they were, were put through, and just the stress and strain of, um, of, and the pressure of performing. I think that didn't Judy have a very pushy stage mother? That was the story that I read. Yes, because she mm. started with her sisters. So they were the Gum girls Sisters? And she That's was right, Francis Gum. Gum. Yeah, mm. Francis Gum. And, um, uh, oh, I, I was just... There was I was reading something the other day and damn it I've forgotten but um how she got her name Judy it was a song that's right it was a it was one of the popular songs at the time written by one of the one of those wonderful composers like Harry Warren but it's okay. not him. and it was called Judy and that's how and then Garland came a different way but um, her sister named her Judy I'm pretty sure that's, oh, that's okay. what I read I see yeah. um, but you know if if I've got it wrong out there sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> no I'll but that's a, yeah, it's an interesting going, story. Oh, 
but yeah, but as I say, so, as I said, they're, they're just aware of so many more things that we are. We like to think we're aware of so many more things about, you know, in terms of uh, the psychological impact of, uh, of you know, that, the pressure to work, and particularly from a very young age, and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think yeah, there was so much yeah. that Judy dealt with, um, oh, and, and particularly as a young as a young girl too. So you know, there, yeah. there, were, there were other other pressures too that she had to take. And then of course there were the big wigs in 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 her, you know, like MGM, yeah, who studio wanted bosses. her skinnier, yeah. and so there were pills for everything. Exactly, you know, to sleep, to wake, to eat, to not eat. That's right. Right, that. all of that, and um, how do you do that at such a young age? Exactly, not exactly. You? You, it's it's real, especially at that time where people weren't being given help, whether it be for mental health issues exactly. or anything like that. That's right. The abuse was right. Yes, and there was not a, a great awareness of it. If there was, it was not really be understood, or was it, it was hushed no. up. Um, and no, I was actually no. shocked to find out that one of my one of my heartthrobs, uh, the late great Tyrone Power, he and Judy were involved. Um, and apparently oh. the studio broke up the relationship because they didn't think it appropriate because Ty had this sort of romantic, dashing romantic lead and Judy had a, a different sort of image. And I'm sort of thinking, fancy you know, fancy the studio having that much power over people's life. I mean, it was it's quite, yeah. Up, yeah, and in terms of workers' rights and everything else, it's quite it's quite unbelievable by today's standards anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dictating who she can and can't be with. Exactly, I mean, that must, exactly. It's horrible, yes, horrible. that's right. I think nowadays, well, I'm hoping nowadays at least people are a bit more aware of, uh, yes, these, these, as you said, people are human and uh, you know they're entitled to their privacy and their private lives. And, and yeah. anyway, but it's um it's all to do with the whole the, the media frenzy of the time and, and the images that were maintained. But anyway, it sounds like a fascinating story, Nina, and um, we're really looking forward to uh, to uh, getting to see it if we possibly can. Um, yeah. And so people need to go to um, the, the National Theatre website, do they? Or, but they the... no, they go to midsummer.org.au forward slash Judy dash nineteen sixty four. So it's midsummer spelled M I D S U W M A or S U S U W M A. Yeah, midsummer. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it, look, if they just go to the like, if they Google midsummer with that S U W M A and go to their website and just type in Judy, yep. Judy Australia, they will find those tickets no problem. Or they can head to my website. They're on my front. Page. You can click whichever show you want to see. It's Nina Ferro, um, N I N A F E W R O. And is it, can I ask F-E-R-O. you? F E W R O dot yep. com, correct. Fantastic. And can I just ask you, that's an Italian name, is it? It you is, yes. Mo- both my parents. Um, I'm first generation Australian, so both my parents were born in Italy and came out here as children in the mid to late fifties. Oh right, and from, from the northern part of Italy, we're Venetian. We're oh okay. And what yeah. about are they musically inclined or artistically inclined? Is the family that way inclined? Or well, they they are. Yes, my my dad's mother was an, a mezzo soprano opera singer. She oh, was okay. never fully professional, but she um, apparently she had a beautiful voice. I never met her. She passed away. Uh, pretty much I was born uh, basically a year after she passed away, oh. just shy of two days, and I was named after her. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, and then my mother sings in tune. She's beautiful. Then there's painters in the family, and, my, you know, my brother, he was a child actor. And oh, okay. He the arts. So there's a lot of artistic bent in the family, but I'm I'm the one that's gone professional in this way with it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we're very yeah. lucky that you have, and congratulations <laughs> and for all that. And um, uh, we look forward to, um, as I say, checking out the show sometime soon. So break a leg. Thanks so much, Nina. Thanks for thank, joining us, Nina. Thank you so much for having me. I'll be I'll be back on your show. I can feel. I it. hope so. <laughs> looking forward to it. Thanks, Nina. Thank, thank you. Please. Take thank care. You. Hi. And that was the wonderful Judy Garland. The original, that's right. Oh. And uh, we're very fortunate to be able to chat to Nina Ferro, whose show, Judy, uh, Melbourne 964, Judy Australia 964, um, is at the National Theatre, as you mentioned, this Friday, the 11th of February, and this Saturday, the 12th of February. So check out Nina Ferro's website for booking details. It's part of the Midsummer Festival. And um, it sounds like a fantastic show. I think it sounds wonderful. Five minutes to five here on Big Life Conversation. Uh, a little bit of, oh, lots of information and lots of talk about our um, 
health system in Australia mm-hmm. um, over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, a report that has just been released. Um, as, as we know, our health system may be free, but it's uh, very far from equal. In fact, if you're a woman living in a very remote part of Australia, you're likely to die 19 years earlier than those in cities. This is according to new research from Mm. the Royal Flying Doctors Service and apparently this very grim report has put a spotlight on the urgent health crisis that we have on our doorstep. So next steps, who knows? Um, Lots of challenges the government, federally in particular, um, is facing at the yes. moment. And I, th- I think there was a bit of a conference um, last week around yes. Medicare and doctors showing their frustration afterwards that the government hadn't didn't come out and sort of um, with any next steps, any sort of plan forward to try and save the ailing health system as yet. Yes. So um, they may be saving that for the budget, I'm not sure. No, mm. I don't know. And I certainly had a, a little snippet of it over the Christmas period and yes. uh, whilst there was some amazing doctors and nurses working extraordinarily hard mm. under some really difficult circumstances, just the staffing and the lack of staffing and the lack of numbers to yeah. support people was more the issue. The yep. people themselves were doing the best they could yep. in the situation yep. but you know, really, really tough going and, um, you know, I, I uh, put my hat out to them. You know, I think they do an amazing job with they what do. they have to do. So um, a bit of a, a call out to all those wonderful people working and in the health appreciate system. Them. You know, and they've been working so hard COVID, and been so exhausted exactly. since COVID. Like exactly. it's not been if an not easy before, ride, has it? Yes. And, and before, mm, yeah, exactly. of course. And then, then, of course, they're, they're short of... Um, um, uh, GPs in regional areas too. That's part of the issue as well. Yes, all these schemes are trying to attract people to uh, to the country areas. So yeah, yeah. Look, it's there's a lot. Um, there's the government. Uh, yeah, a lot on a lot of um, items on the government's plate. Can we say? Yeah, they've got mm. plenty. Of challenges to indeed. get their teeth into. So let's see what happens there. But you know, further afield, I just wanted to also mention <laughs> if people were doing a little bit of holiday reading, oh, they yes. may have picked up a book called Spare, which I didn't. I but, didn't. Um, I did not. But heard I made a point of avoiding a it. Lot. Yes. Well, you, you, well, pretty much could, we know what the content is already. We tried to avoid it. Yes, we couldn't really avoid it because it was talked about no. every so We could avoid reading it, but we couldn't avoid hearing about it. Hearing so about it. Yes. And so now on the news this morning, um, apparently the woman that Prince Harry lost his virginity to, like we need to know oh, that. Oh, please, yeah, like that's um, important information. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> she has reluctantly revealed herself to the media. Reluctantly, and yeah. She was citing fears of being found out and hounded by the tabloids after the dear old Duke of Sussex revealed details of their private encounter, obviously in his book. Was so this in a field where he got frostbite? Book. I heard some bizarre uh, story. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. That may be it. I'm not quite sure. Now... <laughs> So, so she, Sarah Walpole was the lady's name. She labelled it as a ticking time bomb. Was she, she actually named 40. in the book? Uh, I don't no, know. I oh think I don't know. Uh, trying to make money out of this too, Jacinta? Yeah, I don't know. She's <laughs> a mother of two, but she told the UK son that she'd kept the details of that night secret for oh, really? the past twenty two oh, years. Really? But now she felt she had no choice to but to speak publicly. Oh, but yeah. she said that on the release of the book, she immediately felt her world her world got smaller as the journalist started to dig around as oh, they would. Me. So, um, yeah, so it's really quite interesting. The plot so is thickening. It, it's 
very interesting <laughs> when you know he Harry was so has been so keen to secure and his own privacy and guard that oh, very yes. jealousy for his, yes. and for his and complain about and the kids. media whom he's exploiting to the max by flogging his book. Yes, mm. so she was pretty it's upset about very this. Well for him, really, isn't <laughs> it? It's working great. Oh, it's working great. So oh, dear. Uh, anyway, no, who knows that. what's next? Because of course, what is next in the good old uh, royal family is this big event called the coronation of King Charles. Now, speculation is rife. I feel like a royal correspondent. (laughs) I I think someone's channeling me. You and Digby. Dickie Arbiter. Dickie Arbiter. Um, And and his wonderful daughter, Vicky. There's Dickie and Vicky. So I think I'm channeling both of them at the moment, getting very excited. But, but of course, it's widely speculated as to whether Meghan and uh, Harry will even attend or be invited. Well, Who knows? No, exactly. I was going to say, and, then, and Charles is not going to be on our $5 note, I gather. He's not, no. which is great. I reckon that's fantastic. Well, it's yeah, interesting actually really hearing, um, hearing the various views on that. But, yes, look, it's um, it's a strange one. But all I can say is we all have our dramas in our families. Oh. And, and for most of us, they can be uh, conducted at least in private. Yes. But, you know, let's face it, we we like some of our little uh, siblings sp- spats or you know uh, spread all over the globe. Oh, no I don't way. think so. But they and as I say this is the price you pay. And I know a lot of people have said regarding Harry. Yes, he did have a tough time. He lost his mother at a young age, but he's had so much privilege and so yeah. been so fortunate in his life. And some people said. This is not a guy who's going to die starving in the gutter. No. Please. What about a bit of gratitude, a bit of thanks? Yes. Um, and uh, just a bit of decorum. It's quite frankly, it's, it's very crass and quite vulgar well, to use an really expression. It's not really very British, is it? Really? Exactly. Well, it's certainly not <laughs> upper class British. But, um, not yeah. royal family. What do you no, do? Exactly. Never complain and never, never explain. explain. That's yeah, right. That's right. And I, they've, they've all been maintaining a dignified science, but I must admit, I, I'm no royalist, but I do actually feel sorry for some of the members of the royal family because I think they have um, they've been put in a, a di- very difficult situation. They are sort of very much constricted about what they can say and do. But um, the story that I heard was that um, Harry didn't even tell the, his uh, nearest and so-called dearest um, that he and Megan were planning to split and, um, and the, the media actually got hold of it first. That's yeah, what I heard. Now, if that's true, that is appalling yeah. on so many levels. But anyway, oh um, yeah, and I think all I can say is just as well that his grandma was not around to see a lot of this, I would say. She would uh, she'd be she revolving would be, in her grave. She would yes. be doing exactly that. And yeah. I, I even heard little gossip about, you know, well, the, the, the King and William have got very close as a result of this, but now they've recently had a little tiff and that maybe Wills isn't at the coronation. Oh, what? It's going to be that. the coronation. Oh, I find that hard so to believe. I'm not sure knows? what the tiff was about and Who whether knows? that was just gutter uh, trash. Exactly. Journalism. I mean, honestly... As I say, uh, roll on the Republic is what I say when I hear a lot of this sort of stuff. But um, I, yeah. I, mm. I actually have a little article from <gasps> oh, our yeah. beloved, oh, the, the Shovel. Not the thoughts of the show or oh, the management <laughs> of the station. <laughs> yes. But this one is titled Prince Harry Re- uh, Reveals He Actually Dressed Up as New South Wales Premier at Infamous Party. <laughs> this was some time ago. We remember mm, this oh, over yes. January. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. A passage from Prince Harry's new autobiography, Spare, has shed some new light on infamous native and, and colonial-themed party in 2005, which Harry claiming he actually dressed up as a future New South Wales pe- Premier. Um, the Royals said that he wanted to set the record straight on his costume from that night. People at the time assumed I was dressed up as a Nazi, but I actually just modelled my costume on our New South Wales Premier's <laughs> outfit from his 21st two years earlier. Harry 
writes, um, I thought it would be funny to go as the leader of the Australian Young Liberals, you know, given the colonial theme and all, Harry explains. Harry says he now regrets wearing the offensive costume, having read up more on history. It was in very poor taste. I can now see that dressing up as the leader of the Young Liberals is deeply offensive to a lot of people. I should never have done it. Touché. No, you should not. Oh, no, dear. No, we have to laugh or else Regrets, we, cry. we have a few. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Thank Isn't you, it interesting when things come to light in the media how all of a sudden the regrets are very, very sincere mm, and real? And, exactly. Um, oh, gosh. Wish we, we've all had regrets, so, you know, mm. let's move on and see what happens next. Could Indeed. be exciting. Ms Ida Chon is up next. She Speaking is. of amazing, wonderful Indeed. people, uh, we're going to have a chat on the phone to her, but before that, we're going to have a little bit of music again. Can I sorry about music? Yes. I meant to say, but oh. um, I'd like to send birthday greetings to um, Cheryl Crow around this time. And oh. also... Um, sure Donovan's still with us, but um, Natalie Cole said, "Listen, but anyway, some other talented Aquarius." Can I can I yes. just chip in there as yes, well please. because I did forget my um, lovely father-in-law uh, Brian's birthday on the first um, of February, and Go, uh, also Andrew McAuliffe also on the same. Andrew oh, McAuliffe. well done! Day Congratulations, <laughs> one and all. Five minutes past five. This is Big Life Conversation. And back with you on Big Life Conversation. This is Barbara, Nicole and Jacinda right through to six o'clock. Coming up to ten minutes past five, the lovely Ida Chong will be with us shortly on the phone to tell us a little bit about Chinese New Year. Indeed. And speaking of interesting things um, that are coming up, uh, Nicole just mentioned that um, finally Harry Potter is departing and the Paracord and the Cursed Child after all this time. It must be three to four years. um, Now, I I don't know whether any of us have seen. I saw saw parts one when they had the two-part sort of program. That was a a year, over a year ago. Um, and uh, but apparently now it's been compressed into the, just the one performance. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, if you're a Harry Potter fan, which I am, I must admit, um, it, it is quite spectacular. But Mary Poppins is back until April at the Her Majesty's Theatre. Yeah. And of course the wonderful um, uh, Marina Pryor playing the the um, the the bird woman, the woman who feeds the birds. Uh, yes. Quite a different role for her. Yes. And I saw a photograph of her in the paper the other day, oh. and you can still tell that she's st- you know still a beauty, but she's got this sort of crazy hair and looking like a poor homeless old woman. That which is of course what the, the, the character that she was playing is. But um, interesting about Mary Poppins because people have got all these theories about um, how Mary Poppins really isn't for children; it's really for adults. And just talking about parenthood and how important it is. You know, you, sh- you should be a happy parent so you can um, make your children happy. Because if you're a miserable parent, a miserable person, you're not going to be a, a great parent or a great person to have around the house. I guess that's the no. image we can take. From that, and Mary Poppins coming in to, to sue the troubled sort of family. Yes. Yeah, inter- yeah, it's a very interesting story. Hey, so, speaking of children, yeah. though, that yes. just makes me that little link there to something beautiful that happened in my life on the 16th of November. Yes, oh, yes. the beautiful yes. little Charlie Mc- Angus McNina <laughs> arrived, and he is stunning. My first grandchild, and Congratulations uh, he, he's just absolutely beautiful. He's three months old. Oh, in a couple of days, a few days. Cute I think age. It is. He's just gorgeous, and it's cute really interesting to see how they develop so yes. quickly. So you know, he's being able to control his head now, and then the smiles and the laughs, and oh, the engaging with you. Yes. His eyes are just so like oh, yes. completely focused, it's and the different sort of cries. Yes. You know, the bored cry, the <laughs> I'm hungry cry, and then the Which I've lost would, it completely. Yeah. <laughs> 
cry. I know and be able to I help know, mum out. I can recognise. <laughs> but, you know, the funniest thing about this, and I'm enjoying this role and I'm not getting to see him as much at the moment because I'm still, you know, working in juggling different places things. and juggling a few mm. things. But um, I love spending time with him. But what I have noticed, which I, I find quite funny and I can laugh at myself, <laughs> uh, is that I've turned into my mother. Oh, because oh, really? I find myself, before I know I've, I've even thought it, I've You're said it, things it. like, um, oh, do you think he's cold? Should he have a little jump <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who are you? I remember my mother saying all yes, of that to yes. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, do you think he'll be all right? Oh, I wouldn't put him there. He's like, oh, be careful. And I'm like... What is happening to me? I really am a grandmother now. The spirit of Dorothy lives on, though, doesn't yes, it? Yes. So yes. I'm like, Mum, you gorgeous Dosh. thing. Uh, and I really feel I really feel that instinct now and it's really quite interesting. I think it's fantastic. Well, the grandparent but, um, thing is a – It's a beautiful role. It is. And, of course, she's living with you too, which is also a bit yes, of a bonus. It's absolutely gorgeous but, that they're living with me. Yeah. But you get the fun part too as a grandparent, a bit like as an auntie, I don't you think, Nicole. You yeah, the parental back. thing is you're so engaged and so exhausted all the time. Yeah, exactly. You're a little, it's slightly removed but still engaged enough to, you know, enjoy and, and um, experience all the wonderful affection and the that, and those milestones, the smiling yeah. and the, the noises. I and think it's fantastic. You can be fantastic. naughty as well. Like you can do the things that mum might not do. So, oh, yes, that's right. Bit, exactly. You know. A bit of spoiling. Yeah, a bit, a bit of spoiling is spoiling. in order. A little bit is of in order. Spoil. But Mama but Jay, I reckon she'd be doing some spoiling. Oh, yes. yes. Mama Jay over here is doing a lot of spoiling. And, of course, the parents are quite lucky too because they get to go out and have date that's night. That's right. A built-in babysitter a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, yes, and exactly. so we have our good times and <laughs> yeah. they go off and have dinner and, uh, you know, have some couple time yes, which together. Is, which is fantastic. What goes on at couple time or babysitting time stays there. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely gorgeous. But I can see in those photos that you sent because we, we're looking for Nicole and I are looking forward to seeing him sometime yes, soon. Yes, um, but I noticed some really cute expressions, and I could see yeah. a bit of you. I could see a bit of Charles. I could see a bit of James. I could, anyway, and yes. yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the genetics coming yes. through. Is, yeah. is that's very cute, isn't very it? cute expressions. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And look, look, I hate to say it, but I think he's very, very gifted. To be, to be honest, um, <laughs> a brilliant child, a genius. And I don't say that lightly. <laughs> I, I, I can see a prodigy. <laughs> just can't help it. <laughs> But uh, that's the reason with, with that pedigree, of course. To me. Yeah. Very special. No, it's very, yeah. it's very exciting. It's just like bringing, uh, bringing a lot of um, much a needed lot joy. Of joy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of babies, we had one join our family recently. Ooh. A month, uh, actually, just a month old. Oh wow! Now, oh. so little Oakley joined the McAuliffe clan. Oh, um, So, sister. Well, it, actually, it's my nephew's uh, wife. So, what does that make? Me, mm, no don't idea. know, Auntie, but anyway, know, some sort of aunt, someone sort of removed. Of I don't know. <laughs> yes, something once someone, removed. Someone perhaps. removed, but mm. it's my my nephew's um, firstborn. Oh, so exciting. it's quite oh. cute to have a little one in the family. Indeed, it it, it is joyous. It really it is. is. It's a it's a joyful experience, and everyone just gets so interested in it and and happy. And everyone wants a nurse, and you know how, how they become the center of attention. They do. Which is great. They do. Yeah. I tell you who's going to be the center of attention in just a moment. <laughs> Ida Chong, but we better get on, get a song moving, and we will be back with you very soon. It's coming up to 15 minutes past five on Big Life Conversation. Back with you. I ain't worried about it. Uh, not worried about a thing, actually, <laughs> right at the moment. Not right now. Because we have a wonderful guest who is a friend of our show, <laughs> a long-time friend, Ms Ida Chong, you are. Can you remember yes. how many years you've been speaking with us? Or coming into oh. the studio. It must be at least five because I've been here for five and a half. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes. We'll take five. I must have, 
I must have been a guest soon after Barbara joined you all. I think yeah. so. Well, it's lovely to have you back with us for 2023, mm-hmm. and I believe we might be talking about rabbits. <laughs> oh, yes. The Chinese New Year of the water rabbit. Mm. Well, it just so happens that yesterday was the 15th day of the celebrations for the year of the water rabbit, which started on January 22nd. I tell you what, it, that's it, a long party, isn't it? It is. <laughs> uh, 15 we days, aren't they? party every day, but, <laughs> yeah. well, you can find an excuse. That's right. Um, so even though it's the 15th day of the celebrations only, it doesn't mean that we have to go back into our burrows. No. Tradition says you begin <laughs> the year with a big feast on New Year's Eve and celebrate in any way you can for 15 days but it's the year of the rabbit until February the 10th next year when it becomes the year of the wood dragon. Mm, but, the wood dragon. Uh, my sister and brother, yeah. the twins in my family, Patty and Kitty, that's their mm. big birthday next year. Oh. Mm, they're breathing, breathing fire. Are they? That's for a change. <laughs> I, I need to ask you, it's the year of the rabbit um, in China, but is it the year of the cat in Vietnam? Is that right? Uh, the Vietnamese oh. somehow don't seem to have the... Um, rabbit in the calendar mm. in the zodiac calendar so they call it the year of the cat yep okay Thank for you the for vietnamese mm-hmm. so but it's basically the same same thing yep mm-hmm. so those who are born in the year of the rabbit uh we can go back to 1927 39 every 12 years 51 63 75 1987 1999 2011 and this year 2023. Yes. I have a I have rabbit. a rabbit at home. <laughs> ah, yes. one of your children. Yes, <laughs> and a real live okay. bunny as well. And a real live one. No, uh, no, uh, one of the children. <laughs> I was speaking about mainly, but uh, yes, I'm not sure whether he's a water rabbit though. So you'll have to tell us more about that. Mm. You have to look at the. 2011. It, yeah, I think Google knows more than me. <laughs> the, the elements. In the Chinese zodiac, uh, uh, here we go, water, fire, uh, wood, metal. And earth? And earth. Yep, that's and it. earth. Yeah, so they have five, five whereas yep. the Western one has four. Mm. So the 12 animals of the Chinese zodiac in order are rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, Monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. And for those who would like to know how they got in that order, according to the Chinese zodiac story, the Jade Emperor, who is the boss of everything, mm. held a competition to decide uh, to name the years after the zodiac animals. So when the rat, who's very clever, heard about it, the rat thought, oh, I can't run very fast, so I can't be the first one. So he asked the very trusting and diligent ox to let him ride on the ox's head to cross the river. But just as the ox reached the other side, the rat jumped down before the ox and crossed to finish, crossed the finish line first. So the rat won the race and became the first of the zodiac animals, very cunning, <laughs> followed by the ox and all the rest, and the pig was last, maybe because he was too heavy. <laughs> People born... <laughs> now, for those born in the year of the rabbit, 
They are believed to be vigilant, witty, intellectual, and ingenious. Mm. And they say it's a good year to give birth if you're going to have a baby this year. It's because your baby will be a water rabbit. And in Chinese astrology, water means longevity and peace. Ah. And the rabbit is a symbol of vigilance, wit, cautiousness, um, deafness, and self-protection. So there are people born in the year of the water rabbit are predicted to enjoy good fortune and have a peaceful mind throughout their lives because in Chinese mythology, the rabbit is the only zodiac animal who is allowed to live together with the goddess Chang'e in the moon. Ah. So very privileged. You That's know, interesting, Ada. pictures of the rabbit in the moon. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask yep. you because we were just talking earlier about um, yeah, the the various animals and um, how last year was the year of the tiger and it was a very turbulent year as you might expect a year of the yes, tiger to be. Yes. yes, for, for yep. many of us. Um, so but so this year, a more peaceful one. Yeah, a bit more yep. tranquility and serenity will go down pretty yep. well, I'd say. Yes. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Yep. So rabbits, they are supposed to have uh, very dexterous hands or paws. They have a gift in calligraphy, painting, mm. sewing, and cooking, all the all the creative arts. And they also excel in cultivation, maybe becoming farmers as well. Oh, goodness. Breeding, mm. <laughs> breeding like rabbits, <laughs> and ah. um, I don't know what they mean by breeding. Yes, Education, look out for religion, <laughs> health care, medicine, culture, Police or judiciary work and politics. Well, some of these apply to and Claudine, your daughter, who's a rabbit. Is that not my right? My daughter is a rabbit. Yes. I won't tell you which year because <laughs> I don't think she would want me to. But she's young. She's a rabbit. <laughs> and I'm not, uh, she might be an earth rabbit. I'm oh, not very sure. okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just reminded me that my so, niece Julia is a, also a dragon. She's turning um, 24. So next year. Next year. Mm, yes. So tips for rabbits this year are use and further your skills and much good will happen in your life. That sounds like every every <laughs> sign. <laughs> and famous rabbits, your your uh, niece Julia might like to know, she shares the same sign as Albert Einstein. Oh, no, she's not a rabbit, she's a dragon, my dear. She's Albert a dragon. Einstein. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> these are the rabbits. Ah. Now, next year, she's, she's ah. a big year, yes. Okay, Albert Einstein. He would have been born long before 1927. And he's very smart like your daughter, Claudine. <laughs> yep. David Beckham ah. and Michael Jordan. Ah, there you are. And many more. So whether or not you believe in his predictions and personality analysis, enjoy the year of the rabbit, water rabbit, with a lot of good food and fun. Thank you, Ada. And speaking of food, have you some mm. suggestions? I think, and I think Nicole's got some suggestions too. But um, have you anything in mind? Well, have you been you've been dining out? I presume celebrating with family and friends. Uh, yes, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of um, Chinese is, New Year, yeah, seafood is um, oh, seafood, yes. always popular during Chinese New Year. Yep, because fish and uh, prawns, especially the Chinese word for prawns, is ha, so ha as in ha ha oh, happiness yes. and luck. And another, I find this strange, you wear red underwear for good luck. Really? And give, <laughs> <laughs> Who's good luck? Yours or someone else's? Yours. yours. 
Sport. <laughs> it's like Depends there. on who gets a glimpse of it. And give red packets to children and single people. Oh, yes. That's yeah. right. So some of the usual traditions. And also, did you tell us um, another time that uh, it's encouraged to wear red during the period of as much as you can? Uh, it's supposed to be a colour of prosperity. Is that right? Red is in the Chinese, uh, the Chinese belief. Um, yeah, color of prosperity and good luck, mm-hmm. and to avoid wearing colors like white, especially because they wear white for mourning. Oh, okay. And uh, black and you know dark colors. And feng yep. shui in terms of redecorating or reorganizing the house in terms of the oh, furnishings. Not to sweep the house on the first day mm-hmm. of the new year. So do all your cleaning up before. Mm-hmm. Midnight yes. of the new year because mm-hmm. uh, sweeping means you know, if you're sweeping, you're sweeping away your bad, your good luck. Oh, okay. So don't yeah. do that. So no sweeping or cleaning on the first day. So no housework. Good. Yes, that's a great idea. I think that should be for <laughs> the whole idea, fifteen not days. Do, not, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not to do the housework. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ida, I wanted to ask some foodie questions because um, mm. I was doing a little bit of research around, you know, some of the common things to eat and I know you'd be able to uh, tell us what maybe some of your favourites are. You mentioned the fish earlier and particularly uh, whole fish, which I believe has a representation yes. of abundance because it's the whole abundance fish. Abundance because it's whole and usually steamed. Yes. Very very simply steamed with some ginger and spring onions and a little sprinkle of soy sauce and a little bit of oil. Nice. And that's mm. really the best way of eating it. Yes. Although some people are not used to, you know, having to, to uh, be careful around the bones and everything. Oh, yeah. Fresh and beautiful. And ginger is such a lovely um, thing to have with mm. that as well. Yes, beautiful and, flavor. And, of course, the, the dumplings. <laughs> Love uh-huh. a dumpling. So, All kinds of dumplings. Do you yep. have a, a favourite filling for a dumpling? Um, the famous Xiao Long Pao, which is a, a pork dumpling, but has soup in it. How they make it is really quite intriguing. Because there's a... Um, I don't know if you've had this. There's a way of eating it. And it's all pleated, and if apparently the dumpling maker is very experienced and skillful, they can make ten pleats of the dough, so it looks really pretty. And when you eat it, it's been steamed, and there's soup in the dumpling. Nice. You have to just bite, uh, put it on your spoon, bite a tiny corner, mm. because if you take a big bite, all the the hot soup will explode all over you. (laughs) Take a tiny, bite off a tiny corner and slowly sip the soup, which will slowly cool down as it comes out of the the dumpling. Sounds beautiful. Now, how they make it, how how do they fold it with soup inside? Uh, You've got to think scientifically. So they've made the, the minced pork and the other ingredients like uh, chopped water chestnuts, spring onions. And then they put a tiny spoonful of the soup that has been chilled, the broth, which has been chilled and has become 
uh, like jelly. Mm, okay. So that's how it's yep. sort of semi-solidified, so they are able to fold it into the dumpling. Because you can't pour soup into a dumpling. No. They're beautiful yeah. dumplings. So I that's love those the secret. Yeah, yeah, that's Xiao Long Pao. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And there are plenty of vegetarian options as yes, well. Yes. Some of them are made with even are made with spinach in the dough. Tofu? And the dough has become oh, nice and green. Yes. Mm, yeah, yum. a good place is at Chatston. There's a, there's a restaurant called Shanghai Red, and yep. they have all kinds of beautiful dumplings, including truffle dumplings. Oh, yeah. Black. Very beautiful. Oh, we should go there for one of our, maybe after our, our radio oh, let's radio program one yes. day. Yes, yeah, I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Mm, very nice. So so lots yeah. of good food, as, uh, as Nicole was inquiring about. But the dumplings are just perfect. Yes. And noodles? Noodles, yes. Noodles are always popular because it signifies Longevity. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Yep. Long life for Long everyone. Life. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. Very good. Yep. So, anything else we can share about these wonderful festivities? Uh, well, everything that's good for you, vegetables <laughs> and uh, a lot of seafood, as I said, yeah. and dumplings, yeah, and steamed fish and prawns. And some of those oh, desserts, Ida, that was that mooncake you've sometimes brought in for us oh, to share. Oh, yes. That mooncake mm. is actually during the moon festival, ah. yeah. which is usually around August, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But, but now you can get little ones all the year round. Oh, okay. Or maybe you're thinking about the other one, the sticky cake, the mm, sweet possibly. and sticky one, which is not mooncake, but it's Actually, uh, to me, I find it very, very sticky. Mm-hmm. And in Chinese, it's called nian kao or something like that. My pronunciation is not perfect. <laughs> no, now, I've that's a nice that. a little story about, you know, if you're a Taoist, some, uh, most, a lot of Chinese are Taoists, and they pray to the kitchen god. Oh, okay. So apparently during Chinese New Year or just before Chinese New Year, the kitchen god will fly up to heaven and report on the human beings uh, whether, you know, they've been naughty or nice, <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> so there are two theories on why they make this cake to offer to the kitchen god. The first theory is that, which is very nice, that uh, or they make it nice and sweet so the kitchen god will be happy with them, with the human beings. And give good reports to God in heaven. The second one is that they make it sweet, not only sweet but sticky, so that he will eat it and his mouth will get stuck and he can't say anything when he goes up to make his report. <laughs> oh, I love and that. Good that is really funny. That's clever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what's the particular speciality with um, tangerines? I believe they're oh, quite symbolic. Because, well, the colour looks mm. like gold and it's oh. round, like gold coin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like so oranges as well. Ah. Yeah, it symbolises um, tangerines or mandarins. Well, mandarins are not in season now in Australia. 
or you can substitute this and get a couple of navel oranges when you go visiting your friends at Chinese New Year and give them oranges instead mm. because they be, they look like gold. Ah, there <laughs> yep. you go. So, so that's a symbol of good luck. And also, with the red packets of money, and and if you're giving, the Chinese are very strong on this, uh, giving mandarins or, or oranges, you always have to give an even number, never an odd number. You give somebody two mandarins or mm. two oranges, never three or one. Is it bad because luck or odd, something? Odd numbers uh, are used for funerals. Oh, okay. Yeah, so only um, even numbers. Mm-hmm. Even with money, when you give the red packets of money, you don't give maybe $5. You give either four or six or two. Oh, I can't remember yeah, that. Just even numbers. Yeah, that's part of the belief. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, Ida, yeah. I, we hope that you have enjoyed the yep. uh, the year of the water rat festivities. Yeah. Rabbits, uh, rabbits. So, oh, so sorry, far. what did I say? Water, water rat. Water rabbit. Water rat. No, water rat. rat. <laughs> that, that was Ida's year. That was a little few years ago. Oh, my <laughs> God. But, uh, and that everyone has enjoyed them as well, and we look forward to yep. hearing more about it. Oh, and perhaps yep. eating with you. <laughs> we, we do want to eat yes. with you. We must we like have eat. a belated. We must have a belated Chinese meal. I think. I think we and, will. Uh, Sounds good. As soon as I feel a bit better. Yes. Yes. Hope, yeah. hope you're on the mend yeah. soon. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Ida. Thank you. And, well. Oh, and also, um, if you want, I uh, should mention if you want recipes on Chinese food and all. Yeah, you know, you can go to my web website. A walk on the wild side. Of course, and it would be remiss of us not to mention that. A walk on the wild side. www.awalkonthewildside, W-O-K for walk.com. Yeah, Get on to it, people. I, I can feel my voice going off. <laughs> we'll let you so go. Thanks a lot, Ida. i better say goodbye. Thanks a lot, Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Yeah. Rosalind there with a cool little track called Snap. Snap it is almost 20 to 6, you know, guys. Goes quickly. Time flies when you're yeah. having fun. It does yeah. indeed. So a big thank you to the lovely Ida Chong, who wasn't feeling so well, but she had a wonderful chat with us, and we she appreciate did. your time, Ida, and we'll catch up with you very soon. Now, I have a very important announcement. Listen up, people. Yes, indeed. This is to all <laughs> listeners and friends of 3WBC 94.1 FM. Uh, we are on a quest for a new technical director. Our community radio station needs a new technical director. It's a voluntary position and it requires the applicant to be familiar with all aspects of radio broadcasting. Training is also available in our beautiful, well-appointed studios. (laughs) Why not join our friendly team of volunteers? We are all so friendly. We are. For further information, (laughs) can you please email peter.mason.com that's M-A-S-O-N at 3WBC.org.au. That's peter.mason at 3WBC.org.au, if that sounds like you. And you could be our technical director. Come on down and talk to us. We would love to have you with us.
Yes, I think um, our beloved Peter Mason is leaving us halfway through the year. Sadly, you'll be a hard act to follow. It will be a hard mm, act to follow because he's certainly helped us with all our technological things, yes. button-pressing expertise, <laughs> which we have gained and honed and lost occasionally. <laughs> um, so we do thank him for his expertise. In fact, Indeed. we've been trialling our own little promos, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and we'll having a bit of fun. them on air soon. We're going to get those on air very Indeed. soon. Yes. Um, so exactly. a bit of fun with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, I've got a little bit of information about stuff that happened on this day a long time ago. Yes, please. Want to hear it? Yeah, a few bits and bobs to mention as well. Great, this is yes. only quick. In 1952, on this day, the 6th of February, you know who became the Queen of the United Kingdom? Of course it was Elizabeth please. II. Good old Liz. So she she did a great job. But the actual coronation didn't take place until the June that year, is that right? No, because yeah, she right. she succeeded her father George. That's the right. Fifth was it? Six. 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 He died. Uh, from he lung died cancer, on that sadly. day. Yeah, on, on the on the fifth of uh, the sixth of February. He was only very young in his fifties. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. He'd been a very heavy smoker, apparently. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes sadly. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, anyway, and a couple of births on this day, February the sixth, Natalie Cole. And Bob Marley, who oh, was Bob. born in 1945. Another oh, one who Peter liked Bob. a cigarette or something else as well. Loving <laughs> Bob Marley. Yes. Oh, oh Bob, he yeah. died quite young too, but yes. uh, left yeah. behind a lot of children, <laughs> apparently. Little years. Bobs running around. <laughs> <laughs> Bob heads. Mm. Little Bob heads. Yeah. So that's very cool. Well, speaking of creative people, if I may mention, there's a fantastic exhibition on at the moment at National Girl Victoria for all you fashionistas, fashionistos, Ooh, yes. um, and amongst others, because this is an exhibition that really encompasses history um, as well as fashion. I'm talking about the Alexander McQueen um, exhibition, ah. and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Mind, Mythos, Muse. Now, sadly, he's no longer with us. Alexander, he, he took his own life apparently. He was only, I think, mm-hmm. aged 40 quite some years ago. He only died in 2010, so it was uh, quite sad. But anyway, he's been described as one of the most original fashion designers in recent history. He's been celebrated for his conceptual and technical virtuosity and his critically acclaimed collections synthesised his proficiency in tailoring and dressmaking with visual references that span time, geography and media. So this particular exhibition is, um, you can spend a few hours there. It showcases more than 120 garments and accessories and it offers insight into his far-reaching sources of inspiration, his creative processes and capacity for storytelling. And what they've done really cleverly uh, in the gallery with this exhibition, um, alongside his designs, are more than 80 artworks spanning painting, sculpture, textiles, prints, photography and decorative arts that help to illuminate the interdisciplinary impulse that defined his career. So it's really widespread and he's taken his influences from um, from classical themes, from Turkish and Middle Eastern themes. He's apparently with a name like McQueen. He does a fascinating um, piece of history um, about the Scottish uh, Scottish um, War of uh, Independence and uh, anyway you, as I say if you're a history buff or if you're a classicist as, as well as having an interest in fashion you'll find something that will really appeal to you um, and this, as these pieces have been drawn from the collection of the National Gallery of Victoria and the Los Angeles Country Museum of Art mm-hmm. and um, anyway he's as I say, it's quite a spectacular exhibition and something that, of course, um, will appeal to many people and, and of all sorts of tastes and all sorts of eras and age groups. So it sounds wonderful. Um, it was really quite breathtaking and so mm-hmm. highly recommended. And it's running until April, so you've got a bit of time. Great. Um, Where yeah, is it again, so Barbara? It's at the NGV, National Gallery Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Too Perfect. easy. So, yeah. I am due for Love a little it. visit there. Actually, a friend of mine, the lovely Pauline, uh, my gorgeous friend, uh, we were talking the other day about what we could go and see at the NGV. 
That's it. Go, Pauline, if you're listening. That's or it. the that's loom. Our next, that's our next one. There's the loom as well. The loom. Yeah, we could. Or maybe yeah. you combine the two. Why not? Yes, but it's. Um, I'm not sure how long the, the Monai one is running. I don't know uh, the exact date to that, but I'm there with this one. You've got a bit of time to see this one up until April. I yes. think that'd be wonderful. Yes. I'd love to see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Highly, highly recommended, and not just for, um, as I say, mm. uh, for those of a particular um, um, sexual proclivity, because of course uh, Alexander McQueen was gay. Um, but you know, it it really spans, um, as I say, right across the spectrum, people of all interests. And fascinating bit about um, the Salem witch trials as well. So oh. it's a re- it's a real history lesson as well as a, a feast mm. for the eye. Oh, uh, so it's really it's. Um, and some stunning um, stuff that's been inspired by Picasso. Anyway, wherever you look, you sort of think the guy was a genius, obviously. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, and some interesting sort of musical company in the background as well. Anyway, uh, it was it was quite breathtaking and one of the best exhibitions I've ever seen at the gallery. And I've seen a few. So, yes, um, you have. Yes. That's so, great. Yeah. Thanks, Barbara. Enjoy that one. Love it. A couple of little snippets of entertainment news uh, and our wonderful. Um, colleagues at Baggage Ensemble, oh, yes. Baggage Productions, um, and Christina Costigan, who is a colleague of mine, um, ex-book clubber mm-hmm. and uh, all-rounder amazing woman, is actually playing Macbeth in uh, Shakespeare Diva, she says. Shakespeare's Diva, Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, great. And this Incredible. show opens on the 17th to the 25th of February, Melbourne Theatre. Um, I'm just having a I look. I think it's at the North Melbourne. Is it the North Melbourne Craft Centre or the Meat Market or something? I'm just I having to remember seeing it on Facebook. Very, very quick um, check in there. But um, uh, it is that exact one. It's at the Meat Market 3 Blackwood mm. Street, North Melbourne. Yes. And you can find tickets on Eventbrite um, and uh, yes, another nice little local one to get onto. And I know for my family and particularly the Year 10 students, are many are studying Macbeth at the moment. So yes. a nice yes. way to get another little local production it is indeed. Um, there. So the Meat Market North Melbourne, the 17th to the 25th of February uh, by William that Shakespeare, director Bruce, Bruce Langdon, lightning designer, Sydney Young. And what is the name of the theatre company? Macbeth. Have you got the name of the actual company? Um, I You're think putting it's it on Naves, but um, yes, Naves. No, that's it. I think it's there. Naves. <clears throat> Naves. Yeah, so I've not heard of them, so they sound like they're an me interesting group to check out. So I just thought mm. a nice one to give a, a smaller company a bit of a plug. Oh there yes, as well. I remember studying that in, in uh, fifth form year eleven all those years ago too, and yeah, it's made a great impact. And of course, the famous. Um, Roman Polanski film directed oh, yes. by yes, I love just that rather controversial. Yes, at the I, time, but there've been a few versions. Of course, Denzel Washington played the role not so long ago yes. in the Kind Brothers version. Well. Yeah, that's really good too. Um, so yeah, you know, it's always food for thought, as they say. It is food yeah. for and thought. And speaking of which, and whom, Nicole, are you back on air this Saturday? I am back oh, on yes. air on the eleventh of February because it's the second and the fourth Saturday. So of that's the month. this Saturday. Yes. Um, yes. So that is this Saturday. Yes. That I'm would glad. Be this Saturday. I'm glad you are. That would be this Saturday. <laughs> I think we so that out. the answer would be yes to that. <laughs> um, yes, I am food so for what's thought. What's happening on food for thought? Give food us a little taste rundown <laughs> on some uh, post Christmas. Things to think about, oh, and dear. for 2023, yes. some food goals. Um, they don't involve excess kilos. No, no. exercising talk, too much. We'll talk a little bit more about <laughs> some gut health here um, oh, coming yeah. up as well. We love it. Um, and as always, we have some nutritional science, a few nutrition tips, and a good recipe to go away oh, with as well, mm. which I will talk to one of before we finish our show today. But I did want to talk about all things streaming services. Uh huh. Um, 
I have been watching a couple of funny things recently um, and I just mentioned this off air but you hadn't heard of it, Kunk on Earth. Yes, no. Done I've like seen it. a no, um, documentary, like a David Attenborough documentary but done with a pseudonym of Priscilla Kunk who is actually um, <laughs> uh, Diane Morgan who's a comedian, English comedian with a very sort of Scottish accent. Um, <laughs> I've seen her in a couple of different things and she does history and she's going to speak to historians and tells the history um, but she has these deadpan inf- interviews with <laughs> very highly qualified historians and she'll say, you know, and he was a bit of a wanker, wasn't he? And and she just, you know, she she just puts out these one-liners um, people sure. to she, show... Is like Norman Gunston? Is it, it? It's, it's kind of like that, although she looks... Absolutely normal. Looks like she's just about to say something really intelligible <laughs> and she says something right off left field um, as nice. if she has no idea about anything at any point in time. But it's very, very funny. So it's called Kunk, C-U-N-K, on Earth. You know, oh, like um, I guess, you know, one of the um, Attenborough Life on Earth. It's Kunk on Earth. Uh, so, <laughs> What service is it on? It is on. Because I've you... seen it come up on my streaming service, but I don't know which one. I th- it's either binge okay or amazon prime um the other thing i have seen was more of a um um how can i describe this one more of an end of days kind of series oh yes Um, apocalypse like an apocalypse (laughs) and everyone gets a um disease but it's a a from cordyceps mushrooms which caught my eye because cordyceps are actually medicinal from a nutritional perspective Mm. and it's called The Last of Us and that's on Binge Um, and it's quite an interesting one so people will sort of become – it's almost a zombie movie and I'm not generally a zombie person (laughs) but it was – and kind of like a, you know (laughs) – COVID virus kind of plague plague kind of story, um, which um, I'm quite enjoying actually. It's quite a good production. Um, And you would have known that the three bachelors, you know, that finished up at the start if you were watching any of the batchy stuff. I did watch Um, it. I think a bit of mindless entertainment, but oh my goodness, they took it to Queensland and was it it Gold Coast? Um, The whole production was very Gold Coast. What a shame. um, (laughs) Including the men and women. And I believe none of them are together. You know that story, don't you? To to quote or misquote um, Somerset Maugham, the Gold Gold Coast is a sunny place for shady people. Apparently he wrote that about, uh, I think, um, uh, the uh, Riviera many years ago. I love that. Monte Carlo or something. Well, I'm I'm very much not in – generally not into it on an intellectual level but from Mm. a light entertainment, good escapism, it was was great. We can do Um, it, yes. But what I am into at the moment, I'm a big Survivor fan. And Survivor, Hero versus Villains has started. Right. And, you know, addicted, all into it. The whole family can watch it. Yes. Um, Sounds good. So I'm um, right into that one. So it's only early days. Yeah. In contrast, there's maths, which I'm into. (laughs) Oh, yeah. started. Has that started? But it started. And uh, the the dinner party, first dinner party's on tonight. We're going to sit down and watch it. um, What about Divorce at Second Sight? How does, is there another series coming up? It's really—it's oh it's jarring and it's annoying. Is it all scripted? Just into, it seems to be so. Strange. I don't know. I think the producers oh. have a lot to say I think in so. a lot of those. It's a little bit tragic, it's really. Weird. But anyway, I'm a little yes. bit addicted to it because it <laughs> is good escapism. I feel. 
Yes, in one way that's true. In one way or another. But, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need your brain with you. <laughs> that's no. true. You let it go to sleep. Yes, yeah, a bit yeah. of armchair travel, if yeah. I may mention. Yeah. Serengeti 3D, Journey to the Heart of Africa. Mm. Now, this is an, another amazing documentary from IMAX. And, of course, you've got to wear your glasses, um, your 3D glasses, which yep. can be a challenge if you're wearing a mask and glasses oh. and 3D goggles on top. But, however, it a it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a wonderful documentary and basically it tells us about the Serengeti um, in Africa and the, um, the amazing transformation um, in the landscape um, as the rains come and go and how the animals survive and these mass migrations of particularly wildebeests um, who are often much maligned in um, some of these uh, kid shows we've seen, Madagascar, but they're incredible animals. There are masses of them and they go from you know, from, you know, from one part of the, the country to the other and, and keeping up with um, or avoiding some of the poor weather and going where the food's going to be grown. And it's just, it's an incredible sight. And of course, the animals that, that feed upon them, that follow them, the, the, you know, the predators such, such as the fantastic um, lions and leopards and jaguars and cheetahs. Anyway, it's it's, well, it's the whole the whole rhythm of life that you see and all yeah. the um, and it's yeah it's anyway it's a fascinating documentary and um, as I say that one very educational and if you never get to that part of the world you feel as if you have been just by, by the sheer um, stunning um, nature of the photography. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, so that's, that's um, that doesn't I don't think it has a rating but it will obviously be a journal for journal exhibition that yes. kind of thing. One for all the family. Oh, sounds good. Now we will be. Back to say a lot, our last few words, but we've got a couple of messages we have to play, yes. so uh, we'll just do that and we'll be straight back. It's coming up to five to six. Well, I thought we were playing some messages, but uh, <laughs> well, I, in the meantime, we, we, we may be, we may be have, have got to them? do this. I'm not sure. We'll improvise. Is it happening? Messages aren't happening. Oh, never okay. mind. I've got another message See, or two. Yeah, keep going, Barbara. He's going to say, really looking forward to um, uh, the famous Agatha Christie play coming back. It's been here, I think, once or twice before. The Mousetrap. I saw it in London many years ago. Yep. I saw, I've seen it here um, some years back. But anyway, it's uh, that's coming to the Comedy Theatre very shortly. And what is really interesting too, if you haven't seen it already on the ABC on iView, check out the intriguing story of Agatha Christie's own life. And oh. it's uh, an amazing tale. Um, she had a. She was quite an incredible person. She um, she was often inspired to to uh, write in some of these stories, um, these murder mysteries from adventures in her own life. She was married to an archaeologist, second time around. First marriage was not a happy one. Right. Um, actually, as a young woman, she was born to privilege, but was obviously very adventurous. And she'd come from a different family. She she might have um, uh, perhaps gone into journalism um, if she'd been born in a different era. Yeah. But um, as it turned out, she um, she went off in the First World War to become like a nurse's aide. And, of course, you can understand how some of the nurses over there were thinking, who are the, a lot of these young women did this, instead of you know, parting around the town and looking for a husband. They decided they would try to be, do something useful. Um, but the nurses apparently, they had mixed reactions, these nurses' aides. Some of the other nurses who were there, who were women who'd come from possibly tougher backgrounds and who were fully qualified, some of them I think were resentful of these young uh, fly-by-nights as they might have seen them, fly-by-nightingales. And um, <laughs> But others um, others possibly present. But it, where, um, this is where you, you see Agatha developing a great, um, uh, her great powers of observation and she learnt a lot about poisons as she was oh. working there. So anyway, she's had, had a fascinating life. Um, and as I say, it, it has been made, and I think, into her own life has been made into one or two films. She did disappear when her marriage broke down and her mother died around the same time and she had some sort of uh, mental breakdown. There were stories that she might have been epileptic. I'm not sure if those stories have been proven. Anyway, but her own life is intriguing. But The Mousetrap itself was inspired by a true story. I won't give too much away. No. But it's got a wonderful cast, included, directed by Robin Evan, um, starring Jer- Jerry Connolly, Anna O'Byrne, um, and uh, Geraldine Turner, amongst others. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so very a star studded lineup. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's worth checking out. It's opening um, in a couple of weeks. Oh, wonderful. Sounds very good.
Any other thing? Any other mentions? Oh, I just have a recipe mention because oh, I know do it. that we're getting close to the time. Yes, and where you we have know to depart. I love a good recipe. Well, I'm actually really enjoying some of Donna Hay's really quick meal recipes. Oh, yes. um, normally, yeah. her things are a little bit on the high kilojoule side of things. <laughs> yes. But um, these ones look beautiful and are making me feel very hungry. They're called kale, lemon and parmesan meatballs, but they're not meatballs. Oh. Um, so oh. basically uh, they are shredded kale leaves, the cannellini beans and some grated lemon and fresh ricotta. Uh, a couple of other Yum. beautiful ingredients um, rolled into balls and there's this beautiful sage and garlic sauce and then they simmer in a lovely red um, tomatoey base and uh, they just look magnificent. There's sort of four balls and uh, serves you know, four people. Uh, put the link on our Facebook page, Big Life Convo. Check it out there. And as we also know, there's lots of great information on our Facebook page and the link to our show afterwards. Of course. So yeah. we can, you can, if you don't see us or hear us on the day, um, you can tune in again on our little podcast whenever there you like. whenever you like. That's so um, another good reason to check out our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sounds so good. So and, and that's that looks beautiful for dinner. I love that. Yes, it's quite vibrant no. to look at. Sorry, yeah, listeners. <laughs> yes, it makes me hungry. Take our word for it. I've got a couple of little <laughs> shout-outs before we wrap yeah. up. I just want to say hi to my mum, who's usually an avid listen, listener in the background. She's yes. had a bit of a couple of health issues recently and so um, Good hope luck you with all that. are doing really well. Mm. Um, all the best. Another wonderful client who regularly listens in Sally so I just wanted to say hi to those lovely hey, people Sally. Um, and some wonderful ladies that I met at um, Dina's um, get together which is a um, wonderful group of women who do Pilates together mm. amongst other things uh, and they thought that they might listen in this week so I hope you're listening in the Pilates ladies the Pilates hi ladies <laughs> well, isn't that fantastic now next week mm. we 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 may not be here you're not sure no we're not quite sure yet Sure. But uh, lots of things going on. But we'll be back uh, the week after if we're not here. That's right. Maybe some right. mystery guests next week. Or if that's right. Or two. That's but it's right. wonderful to be back. Our, our first show back for 2023. And we're looking forward to a fantastic year. We are indeed. Lots going on. Yeah, and lots summertime is still a few, few more weeks left. Even yeah. though it's been a bit of a hit and miss sort of summer. Even thought, though I've been wearing the winter. winter had dropped. Yes, exactly. yeah, I thought winter had dropped. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with that? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Apparently we're, it, uh, we're still going to be careful regarding the fire season. So. Oh, yes. we do, mm. and, and uh, absolutely, and there's been a few warnings around that, but I don't know whether it's destined to heat up in the next few weeks. Not sure, but we'll mm. see what happens. Usually it does as soon as school goes Yes, back. we don't want too, mu or too much chocolate melting um, on Tuesday the 14th of February, do we, for Valentine's no, Day? No, we <laughs> do not. Um, and stay with us, of course, because uh, Primary Perspectives is on uh, just after the 6 o'clock news, and uh, time for us to say goodbye. Time to. I almost sang, but, uh, you know, I'll save the listeners. Yes, yeah, don't sing. No, don't, <laughs> we won't do that to you. And if you're looking for some more nutrition tips, check me out at 8am on a Saturday, 94.1 FM. And it'll be Food for Thought yeah. with Nicole McCall if you're nutritionist. Yeah, have breakfast with Nicole. She's have awesome. with me. And she has beautiful things to share with all of us. It's looking pretty nice out there in old Box Hill. Uh, the sun is. is shining. The so sun is shining uh, to go home hope, to. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great night, everybody, and enjoy whatever you might be watching on TV. 
Happy and, Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar and happy water rabbit. Indeed. Enjoy the, the enjoy the bunny times. Yeah, the, the bunny times. <laughs> Lots of great bunny times. And uh, we will see you shortly. Bye for now. Ciao. Ciao.